love is the answer. What? You're a rich girl and you're gone too far cause you're dancing in the moonlight. Welcome back to another episode of Lyrics for Lunch, the show that can buy itself flowers. Thank you very much. This is the show that uh, does a deep dive into the not-so-famous stories behind your favorite songs. I'm your host, Aviv Rubenstein, the guy that always messes up the intro. Joining me as always, the Hannah Montana to my Miley Cyrus. Miley, what's her fucking name in the show? It's like Miley Baxter or some bullshit. You can bet I did not see... Hannah Montana. Yeah, sure. That's Lindsay Tucker. Hi, Lindsay. How Hello. Are you how are you doing, are you this doing? Week? Thank I, you for queuing me up so nicely. Well, you know, it only took a couple of a couple of tries there. Uh, I am doing well. It is, you know, we're 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 doing it. We're on our eighty fifth episode, and I think next time I'll definitely get the intro right. <laughs> Not going to count on that. I don't think I, it's part of your appeal. Bad. That's bad money. Um, before we start today's show, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to a couple of listeners from our Jeremy episode who reached out about not also not knowing that it was a true story and uh, some other misheard Pearl Jam lyrics. So thanks so much to listeners, Amanda and Sky. Uh, Amanda, I agree with you. The lyric mommy couldn't bear makes much more sense. Anyway, like, are we sure? Sometimes the lyrics are wrong on the internet. I I think it's always I I hear it the right way, the way that's in the lyrics uh written Where? down. Where? Yeah, yeah. Um and you know, the Jeremy seems to have have elicited some responses from some folks, which I guess is not a guess, which is like exactly what we like. We love hearing from you and uh you know, we read everything that we get from from all of you. We sure do. So keep them coming. What are we talking about today, Lindsay? Well, let me just well, preface that well, <laughs> by saying that what I learned this week is that we need at least a whole nother episode about Miley Cyrus. Right. So we 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 texted earlier today, and Lindsay, you were like, "I got I got to pull the ripcord on this. This 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 episode's getting away from me." And so this <laughs> yes. is going to be part one of a multi-part maybe two-part maybe multiple part miley cyrus series we're not going to do them every week or in a row or anything like that but just like we we know we're not telling the whole miley story today yes miley has many layers and they deserve examination they certainly do but this week we are here to talk about the smash hit flowers which debuted at number one on the billboard hot 100 back in january Oh, a new song. When was the last New-ish. time we did a new song? <laughs> New-ish. So this song crushed the record for most streamed track on Spotify in one week with over 96 million plays. Holy shit. And she got like $15 from that. <laughs> I'm sure. You probably live under a rock if you hadn't heard this song yet, but let's just hear it anyway. I, lo- I ha- a, have heard this song and like it a lot. Oh, it's so wide. Why is it this wide? We were good. We were gone. Kind 
Swimming in her underwear. I mean, like, I don't, that's whatever. She's, she's dresses scantily clad in many things. Sweet. Okay. What? Oh, she's just working out, I guess. (laughs) And, and doing weird, like, Oh, whoa, Jesus. <laughs> why is this? Why? What? Okay. <laughs> I'm not. This is just weird. What is the point of this? To say, like, I'm She's strong, like, I'm, I'm rebuilding myself? I'm working. Yeah, so. Oh, that's her butt. Um, I, it's like. It's like post breakup workout bod is that what's happening right because it's like a, a breakup yeah. song I didn't want to leave you I didn't want to fight started to cry but then remembered I and this is a fun she's doing like the Elaine Bennis dance <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld I also really admire that this is a three minute and 21 second song. And like, it's just like, here's the song and now it's over. It's not like this is a whole fucking movie. (laughs) And a helicopter. Cool. And then there's a helicopter. All right. So as we said, this is a breakup anthem. Mm-hmm. Which fans have speculated is aimed at Miley's ex-husband. Like there would be any evidence to support that. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. My my favorite Hemsworth. <laughs> okay, wait. Quick aside, because I was right up to the, the minute getting this episode done. We had a work meeting. And right before it started, I Googled, why did the Hemsworth Hemsworths get famous and then never went back to it? Like they're actors. That's no, I it. know, but like, how did they just like all get famous? It was oh, just like a nepotism uh, I think, thing. I think Chris was hot. on a soap. Yeah, I think. But then there's another one. Yeah, Luke, who's on Westworld. <laughs> he doesn't look like the others. He's just like a 
Just like a regular kind of guy looking guy. He's the Emilio Estevez of the bunch. First of all. What? Emilio Estevez is great. Yeah, but he doesn't look like a sheen. I, okay. This is, we're, we're completely off the rails because I think Martin and Emilio look exactly alike and Charlie is the outlier. Eh, I guess you're right. <laughs> he just doesn't have the sheen name. He just doesn't have the sheen name, but their, their given name is Estevez. He's just—he's the only one that didn't change his name. Charlie Sheen's name is Carlos Estevez. <laughs> yes, we are off the rails. All right. Oh my god! I also, uh, you know, would be remiss if we didn't mention Larry Hemsworth, the fourth Hemsworth brother. There's another. No, it's from the Good Place. Tahani gets oh. engaged to Larry Hemsworth, and he's just like obsessed with not being good as good as his brothers. Oh, I didn't get that far. It was oh, too stressful. Good. The show is too stressful. So, Flowers, the single, was released on January thirteenth, ahead of the March debut of her album, "Endless Summer Vacation." Was it the first single from the new album? Yes. And do you it's know a, what day is January thirteenth? It's got to be Liam's birthday, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is like, this is, I, I did, uh, last week's episode was about petty queen Lana Del Rey, and Lindsay's mm-hmm. like, hold my beer. <laughs> hold my gum. Uh, okay, yeah, so it's Liam's, of course it's Liam's birthday. Correct. Uh, and as you probably know, the two had a tumultuous on-again, off-again relationship for 10 years. I didn't actually, I mean, I knew that they were together, and then broke up, and then got back together and got married, right? But I didn't know, like, I mean, that's, I guess, tumultuous, but, like, I didn't know of any, like, hot details about, like, how fucked up it was. Yeah, and, like, if you break up as many times and get back together as many times as they did, you gotta kind of I don't even know how many times that, that was. That there's a lot of passion, maybe, we could call it. Sure. She's, <laughs> they're fiery. Yeah. Um. So we'll look at their relationship. No, nothing would make me happy. <laughs> Miley and Liam met on the set of the Nicholas Sparks adaptation, the last song, Fuck in yeah. 2009. Fuck yeah. Fuck Have, yeah. Have you seen the last song? No. Me either. I'm just assuming someone gets cancer <laughs> and then they get married and maybe they, they slow dance and the last song <laughs> is when she dies or they have sex for the first time and then she dies or like, yeah. Someone's dying of cancer. I haven't seen it. I thought Nicholas Sparks was like literally. <laughs> who's the old guy? James Garner in the notebook. The old Noah. Old Noah. Yeah, he was Maverick. <laughs> he was he was in Space Cowboys. But he, he is old Noah, right? Yes, he is old Noah. <laughs> so like that's just how I imagine Nicholas Sparks. Yeah, is what is he not like that? What is he, Nicholas? What is he like? He's not old. How how not old is he? Well, let's look it up. I just saw him talking on this little like documentary clip from Australia about the making of the last song or last dance. What's the movie called? Last song. The making of the last song, and he looked like forty. Yeah, Nicholas Sparks. He's fifty-seven years old. He's from Omaha, Nebraska. All right, so when, like, this movie came out in 2009, mm-hmm. how old was he? I'm doing the math. 
Yeah. Forty three. Wasn't I right? Yeah, you said forties. <laughs> so when the notebook came out, this guy's been writing these old man novels since he was like ten. I don't think that these are old man novels. There isn't like a submarine in any of these fucking novels. <laughs> like, like he's he's writing like like uh, you know air, beach lit, like sick lit. Yeah, I just couldn't imagine like. A young fresh guy doing that but i guess i mean he's definitely not fresh so he's stale as as according to wikipedia which is amazing he's written 23 novels and he's sold over 115 million copies worldwide i mean he's a worldwide sensation he's a, who who can get cancer this time <laughs> so they're at a they're at a carnival there's always a, a carnival. A teddy bear. They go on the Ferris wheel. Cancer. If there's not a carnival, I'm fucking out. I'm so out. let's watch the trailer for The Last Dance. Is there going to be a carnival? Dear Ronnie, please know that none of what happened between your mother and me had anything to do with you. I hope this summer will give us a chance to reconnect. Yeah! Greg Kinnear? Can't have, you can't have an indie... Oh, Carnival. Can't have an indie movie without a Kinnear. <laughs> my mom shipped me and my brother to my dad's for the summer. My dad's. Look, I got bacon here. Got breakfast. Vegetarian, Dad. It's ridiculous. I'd probably talk about this with a girlfriend if I had one here. Oh, do you want to talk? Yeah. Let's talk. from people you love but that doesn't mean you love them any less sometimes it even makes you love them more stop smiling like that it's creeping me out my smile creepy let's see it that child is creepy yeah who is that little boy <laughs> featuring new music from miley cyrus okay great so this is from people shortly after filming wrapped Miley and Liam confirmed their romance when they had a PDA-filled goodbye at the airport. Okay. Actor Alex Emanuel, who watched their, quote, full-on makeout, said the ultra-romantic exchange was like a scene out of an old movie where the guy's getting on a train and they're saying their goodbyes. Almost like a Nicholas Sparks movie. Yeah, I was like, uh, I don't like this. <laughs> okay. So it turns out, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the quick plot summary for the last song. And it turns out that Steve, Steve's Steve? parents, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the father. The father gets the terminal cancer. And he was a prodigious piano player. Trying to get to know his kids before I, he dies. I guess so, yeah. This is, li- this is literally what happens. He finds out he has cancer and then he leaves the family. He like separates from the family in order to like cope with having cancer. Oh, he go- tries to die like a cat. I guess so. My cat was dying. She was like, yo, I live in this closet now. We're not friends. I'm just going to slowly die without you, and you're not going to look at me. Well, that's how I want to go. In your closet. <laughs> in your uh, closet with no one looking at me. <laughs> I'll bring you food and water, which you won't eat. No, I'll just, I'm going to die by your hand. You know this. <laughs> so... 
Okay, so that was 2009, and then August 2010, rumors of their split are confirmed. Okay, so so pretty short. Short. But a month later, they're spotted on a date in L.A. cuddling and whispering. Oh. Then in November, so that was August, September. Now this is November. They're off again. Okay. Can I ask a question? How old are they at this point? So in when was Miley born? We, we didn't start the way we always need to start. I know. I know. So how old is Miley when so, she is dating Liam? 16. Okay. So like this like breaking up and getting back together a thousand times thing is like not all that out of the ordinary for a 16 year old. It's just, just so happens that the 16 year old has like gajillions of dollars. And followers. And followers, yeah. Right. So in November of 2010, a source told people their on again, off again relationship is currently off, but you never know with Miley and Liam. They could be back on at some point. These crazy kids. And wouldn't you know it? I have a, I like, like, how shitty would it be to be like a 16 year old's publicist and have to fucking do this? Yeah. And, and not be like, who gives a shit? Get a life. <laughs> right. So in 2012, a couple years later, May, they get engaged. So this is right around the time that Hunger Games comes out. So the first Hunger Games movie came out on March 23rd, 2012. Okay. Because I, I remember it's one of the last movies I saw before I moved out of Boston. Oh. Did you, you didn't read the Hunger Games, right? No. Why would I have done that? <laughs> I don't know how to read Miley told people in 2012, I'm so happy to be engaged and look forward to a life of happiness with Liam. So she's 19? I hate when you ask me math questions. Okay. What year was Miley born? Yeah. We'll just do it that way. 92. So she's, yeah, she's like 19 or 20. I'm so happy to be engaged. I feel like that's very young. That is very young. So... That's May 2012, March 2013. Breakup rumors swirl around Miley and Liam's engagement. If those kids can't make it, what hope Miley was spotted without her ring in LA. Oh. And this is around Bangers era, Miley. See, so many layers to Miley. Yeah. So March 6th, Miley takes to Twitter and says, I'm so sick of LA and sick of the lies that come with it. I didn't call off my wedding. I'm taking a break from social media. Hashtag draining. So a month later, they postpone their wedding, though. So so the, the post should be like, huh, you think you know every goddamn thing? <laughs> um, a source told people they don't want to get married until they figure out their problems, but Miley is very worried about losing Liam. She is crazy about him. What are their problems? Being teenagers? Well, they're not teenagers anymore. They are 21. <laughs> Being famous 20-year-olds? Yeah, not not good. So September 16th, 2013, they call up their engagement and shock fans by unfollowing each other on Twitter. Who gives a shit? I know. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> fans are shocked. <laughs> Miley is no longer following Liam on Twitter. <laughs> a place and that is like a total garbage fire. A total dumpster fire. A couple days after their breakup, Liam is spotted kissing singer actor Isa Gonzalez. Isa Gonzalez, for those of you who might not know, was in Baby Driver, and she was also in the movie Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal, which I watched last weekend. 
Four months after that, the crazy kids are back together again. And a few days oh. after New Year's Eve, they're spotted together at the Falls Music Festival in Australia. Just just a real roller coaster. It's such a roller coaster. January 18th, 2016, they're engaged again. They go see Liam's parents in Australia. How you going? Moily. <laughs> Moily. Moily. Uh, and then just skip the whole next year, January 2017, for Liam's 27th birthday, Miley throws him a weed-themed birthday party. Delightful. Goodie bags courtesy of Snoop D-O-double-G. Good for them. <laughs> Here's the post that she uh, posted on Instagram. I just want you to see it. So 27th birthday, Liam Hemsworth's 27th birthday featured weed-themed gift bags courtesy of Snoop Dogg. And wow, we used to dress weird. This is this is also like, this is six years ago, but like, what is she? What, is that money? It's a money boa. Is that a, and she's like, she's still in her like culturally appropriating black people era. So she's wearing a Compton t-shirt and like cat ears and leggings and American apparel socks that I had in 2009 and a money boa and smoking a cigarette, which seems to be backwards. It's not lit. It's also backwards. Is it? It looks like it. Each guest received gifts from Mary Mary Jane, which touts itself as the definitive cannabis resource on culture. Cool. Happiest birthday ever to my favorite being ever, ever, ever is the caption on, on the photo. You have been my best friend since the day we met. I am beyond lucky to share so many animals with you. <laughs> I love you. At Liam Hemsworth. Just, he's probably in the room. Just go tell him that. <laughs> um, so then in May, she appeared on the cover of Billboard and told the interviewer, this is crazy, but I haven't smoked weed in three weeks. Wow. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> so she said, I like to surround myself with people that make me want to get better, more evolved, open. And I was noticing, it's not the people that are stoned. I want to be super clear and sharp because I know exactly where I want to be. She said this from her Malibu compound where she was living with Hemsworth and she'd built a recording studio and painted it all these bright colors and named it Rainbowland. Great. So here's a the pic that ran in Billboard of her this, at Rainbowland. This has like, you know, pushing 30 vibes. Like I know a lot of folks who just like gave up weed and drinking around turning 30 just because they're like over like kind of over it sure for sure but she also like had a hit song about dancing with molly in the club so like you know i would imagine molly. she has a complicated react a complicated relationship with substances who are you john Kerry? you flip flopper <laughs> it's a joke for the older folks <laughs> i know that we're talking about someone very young but so i'm trying to make it what is this, another swift boating incident? Anyway, uh, this is a picture of her with, like, a stingray. Is that what this car is? And, like, a little recording. I think it's a Camaro. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, recording studio. Um, and, yeah, now she's just, like, very Coachella core. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's her in front of Rainbowland. And I really want to talk about Rainbowland for a second because it is also the name of a 2017 song she did with Dolly Parton. Oh, okay. 
This could have been its own episode, but we're just going to do a little lyrics for lunch. A mini lyrics, lyrics for lunch. lunch. I love it. So let's hear the song. Okay. Come on. Your face. <laughs> Talk to me. You know. This is like a like a like a little more than a little culty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay. I'm, I'll allow I'm, it. I'm also, you know, I'm I'm in the movie, right? And I'm like, oh, I came across this like little commune in Topanga. They want to like have lunch. They're gonna <laughs> sing me a song. It's this song. The food has mescaline in it. I never leave. I've never seen again. A hundred. Fair. The the also like have you have you watched the um the righteous gemstones? There's a really good song that's written specifically for the show. So the righteous gemstones is about like a mega mega pastor mega church family, and the like matriarch of the family who has died uh, had like a hit song with her brother called Misbehaving. It's like. It's kind of like this. It's like, Mama said not to. I did it anyway, misbehaving. <laughs> it's like, and uh, she like sings it. She performs it in a, in a flashback with Walton Goggins, who plays a character named Uncle Baby Billy. Uncle what? Uncle Baby Billy. Yeah. So like, this is all, it's all kind of coming together with Rainbow Land, where I'm like, where's Uncle Baby Billy? It is catchy. Um... I, th- I felt like it had the It's a Small World vibe. Oh, yeah. I, I feel that. I can hear it. So the reason that I have included the song in the episode, however, is it's because... because it inspired Vanessa Carlton to start playing the piano. Last month, a Wisconsin school district banned a first grade class from performing it in their concert, their school concert. Why? Because it's about equality. Here's Fox News. Oh, no. Controversial for elementary school. That is the message from administrators after a teacher asked kids to sing a Miley Cyrus song. Our Brett Lemoyne live tonight outside Higher Elementary in Waukesha with the reason one parent says this song is causing such a fuss. Where are we on this? Where yeah, well, the we song is called Rainbow Land, and it's a Miley Cyrus song from 2017 and a duet with Dolly Parton. On the cover One parent drag. I spoke with today says the controversy is more about rainbows than it is the actual lyrics of the song. Oh, fucking damn it. Sarah Schindler can't wait for the spring concert at Higher Elementary. Her daughter, Audrey, can barely contain her own excitement. She was excited to be in the concert and asked, are you going to be able to get off of work and come to my concert? And I said, yes, I will come to your concert. So it was a letdown when Audrey came home Wednesday and told her mom one of her favorite songs got pulled from the show. She said, 
we are not allowed to sing those songs anymore. Superintendent Jim Siebert confirms the 2017 Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton duet Rainbow Land was dropped from the set list. Lyrics include, wouldn't it be nice to live in paradise where we're free to be exactly who we are? Siebert told us, quote, it was determined that Rainbow Land could be perceived as controversial, citing a specific school board policy. After we pressed Siebert for a reason why it's controversial, the superintendent told us the district questioned whether it was appropriate for the age and maturity level of the students and because of, quote, social or personal impacts on them. Tell me why a song about rainbows isn't appropriate for a first grader to sing. The school board defines a controversial issue as one that, quote, may be the subject of intense public argument. I think for some reason the district and the administration sees rainbows as a political symbol. Schindler believes recent school board decisions about LGBT issues could be a factor because of the Rainbows Association with gay rights. But the district features rainbows on its 4K enrollment signs. And Siebert also told us the Muppets song Rainbow Connection will be a part of the higher concert. Oh, Maybe good. They They're doing Miley just a, a whole fucking thing yeah. about rainbows. I don't know. I don't know. Schindler says she's now struggling to explain the decision to her daughter. To me, that is a message that I want my child to feel. Seven-year-olds should be free to be themselves. And in interviews, Miley Cyrus has said that Rainbow Land was inspired by her recording studio, which is painted in all different colors. Dolly Parton has said that the song is about hope and positivity in dark times. Reporting live in Waukesha, Brett Lemoyne, Fox 6 News. Well, fuck. That so, fucking sucks my ass. Also, you Wait, also Lindsay. today reported what? Wait, there's a rainbow behind you right now. They're everywhere. They're that's just for our that's just for our podcast on Vivo watchers. <laughs> um, no, okay, real quick. I just have to yell about this for like two okay. fucking seconds. Yeah. This is exactly how the Republicans win every goddamn time is they make such a stink about even the smallest things that now moderate organizations are saying like, no, we don't want to have the, pr- we don't like, want people in our offices like yelling at us. So like, we'll just like pull the, we'll just do what they want because we don't want to be yelled at. And this is like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Yep. No further comments, except that USA Today said that Rainbow Land was replaced with the Muppets Rainbow Connection, but then that got axed, oh. but then that got reinstated again. And other songs that would be performed in the show are, or were, It's a Small World. Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> Here Comes the Sun and What a Wonderful World. A Black Man? What a a song by a Black world. Man? Still allowed in Wisconsin? Does he mention rainbows in that song? The colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people walking by. So. Boom. I see friends shaking hands. You know who else? You know who they're else has hands? They're saying, I love you. Oh. Saying, how you know do you else? do? But they're really saying, I love you. I fuck you. I wear <laughs> women's clothes and I peg you. <laughs> you know yeah, who else has hands? So the devil. And he uses them for holding. <laughs> This is like, so like, we are so propagandized in the United States that like, when I was in high school, I can't speak for you, Lindsay, but when I was in high school, I was like, you know, we we were, we were, 
especially after 9-11, we were taught, like, all oh, the, the people in Saudi Arabia, they're so, you know, they banned Mickey Mouse because of blah, blah, blah. And, and, like, we're doing the same exact thing to our own to our own culture. We're just like, no, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, the we song are. is a little culty. But like I, I wonder if the if that would make it better if Wisconsin was would be like needs to be a little cultier. Also, it it makes a lot more sense as a children's song. Yes. Oh, it's definitely a children's song. Like a bunch jump. of adults singing this gives you really hippie kumbaya vibes, like that Jennifer Aniston Paul Rudd movie. But if kids were singing My it, dick. <laughs> My that movie, dick. My yeah. Dick. <laughs> That movie. Uh, Wanderlust. Oh, so awkward. Okay. Poof. Just got the skeevies. So anyway, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Miley founded the Happy Hippie Foundation in 2014 to fight injustices facing homeless youth, LGBTQ youth, and other vulnerable populations. And that year, she brought Jesse Helt, a homeless man, to the VMAs. Interesting. Performative, but interesting. She told Billboard that after news broke that a 17-year-old transgender girl, Leela Alcorn, died by suicide in December 2014. Yes, I was on a Christmas trip, and I was like, how am I sitting here about to open presents and someone has taken their own life? I started Happy Hippie because I never thought we would see this day where you have the Laverne Coxes of the world get not only trans roles, but female roles, and I realized the voice I had. That's why I brought Jesse to the VMAs, because it felt wrong for me to go and to get an award celebrating me getting naked and riding a fucking wrecking ball around for a day. I mean, what would I have said? Good video. Thanks uh, to Terry Richardson. That would have been so weird. Can we back up to the Laverne Cox thing for a second? Sure. Was that supposed to fly under the radar? Also, listeners at home, I don't know if you can hear this, but my dog is snoring so loudly <laughs> right now. It might make the podcast. <laughs> I can't hear it. So let's... So so let's. I would love uh, you to let's... unpack that. Wait, but can you just read it to me again? I started Happy Hippie because I never thought we would see this day where you have the Laverne Coxes of the world get not only trans roles, but female roles. And I realized the Pause. voice I had. What the, fuck does that fucking, what the fuck does that fucking have anything to do with it? What the fuck are you talking about, dude? It sounds ignorant. But, <laughs> no buts. It sounds ignorant. And I see what she meant. What did she mean? She meant that trans people can now get cast in films as their actual gender. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I brought this unhoused gentleman to the VMAs because <laughs> other people were no, getting... No, that's why she attention. started Happy Hippie, because she wanted to spread more of that. Oh. Oh, okay. I guess. Okay. There's a lot of Miley to unpack, but I just really came here to do a gossip episode about a breakup. So can we get back to the... <laughs> please. Please, thank you. I need, like, a Benefer, like, portmanteau for these people. Like... Mylium? Mylium. Yeah. Mylium? It sounds like an exactly. element. There's too much Mylium <laughs> in his blood. <laughs> so back to the Mylium. Oh, I hate that. The mylium is is bat. It's like back to the Benefer. <laughs> back to the Brangelina. In May 2017, at the time of Miley's Billboard cover story, 
She and Hemsworth were living in their Malibu property with seven dogs, two pigs, two miniature horses, and their love. And Miley wasn't yet feeling ready for marriage. In September, she told The Sun on Sunday, I hope I get to live a little bit more. I have too much living to do. Three years ago, if you'd asked me if I'd be here, this happy with this man, I'd have been stunned. I'm just writing this out. In some relationships, you lose yourself by being with someone else. Actually, it made me find myself more. I have no idea what the next three years will bring, but if it's possible to get even happier, I'll take it. She's like, she's like, 10 years away from being the next Marianne Williamson. (laughs) Sure. In January 2018, rumors are flying that my Liam secretly married to ring in the new year. Uh, Chris Hemsworth denied that. (laughs) Denied. Nor. (laughs) Then on the afternoon of November 8th, 2018. Do you know what happened? November 8th, 2018. Uh, was the midterm election, and the Democrats took back the House of Representatives? I'm not going to say no, but that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I was like, whoa, she got really political fast. <laughs> uh, the Woolsey fire broke out in Chatsworth and reached Malibu. Oh, sure. Yeah. That afternoon? A, th- a, th- a thing that I should know and care about because I live in <laughs> California. There's just so many fires that I we know. like don't. This is the one where the 405 was, like, on fire, and there's, like, a bunch of pictures of, like, people driving their cars next to, like, basically what looks like lava fields. Yeah, so it burned from November 8th until November 22nd and destroyed 96,949 acres, including what I've just dubbed the Rainbow Ranch. Oh, bummer. This is Miley talking about the fire on Jimmy Fallon. I wanted to quickly say uh, how nice uh, it was that you and uh, Liam Hemsworth uh, donated uh, $500,000 um, to uh, the, the, the Malibu, uh, to the fires out there and that's happening, the wildfires in, in Malibu. fires need money for it. Malibu Foundation. You don't give yes. your money the to Malibu the fires. Malibu Foundation, uh, I know you were... He just you threw all their money right great, at the fire. Big part it was of hungry. Community. Yeah, you know, something that I feel like I've always kind of experienced is... It's really hard to relate with people in my life sometimes because I live such a different lifestyle. And sure. the, now the community that I have and the friends that I've been able to make through this experience and become a more active member of my community, become a real neighbor, which is getting to just share these type of experiences with the people in my community and realize how amazing Malibu really is because not just me, but everyone has really come together to rebuild such a magical place obviously i love it so much i was here on your show before singing how much i love it and how much it's changed my life and i've always said i think everyone can find their own malibu it's just a place that you feel safe and feel at home and to have that taken away is really shocking and devastating but the things that i've learned from this experience it definitely doesn't make you know when you remember things that you loved and lost and whether it's photos or old Elvis records or something my dad's given me, it doesn't make it easier. But being able to go back and rebuild this together, you know, be stronger together, really get to live that out, it's given a really beautiful light at the end of something pretty dark. Could you, could you even check on your... Uh... Thank you. Could you, could you even check on your house or when it was all happening? No, no one actually could get to their houses. I was actually in South Africa and not being able to be there and not being able to make sure my animals Ooh, and all my living it. things were safe. And Liam was an amazing hero. He got out 
all the horses, the pigs, seven dogs, four cats. His truck was like... Noah's Ark. It was really sexy to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, well, you got pigs and horses in there and cats and dogs. That was sexy. Uh, yeah, all in one. And, and actually, he was, uh. he was kind of, he was trying to make me feel better because I wasn't there. And, you know, he's, he's Australian, so he's a little intense. And so he goes like this and he goes, babe, I'm just dominating the evacuation. Look at it. I got the pigs in the back. They're in the crates. And I said, how did you get the pigs in the crates? And he actually had to spray them with the hose in the ass, excuse me, in the butt to make them run into the back of the truck. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. He said, I just chased them with the hose and they ran. You posted this very kind of heartbreaking but yet inspiring photo. This is before and this is after. And uh, I, I, that I like staged, it right? The point like, she is, fucking did that. No, Liam posted right it, too. And, and you can really see the... Poetic, and I, just I think, think you could see the dark That's frame. what made our home special. None of the things inside. Like, like you all think the love that, that was the, in there those between the letters and fell in that myself perfect and all the pattern. Time, just laughing and having fun with, no. you know, friends and family and writing music there. So the I fact that love exists is just the best. Yes. She's got big, like, like, I went to rehab and now I work at the rehab energy. This, this is not a thing that people at your high school wound up doing. Like, a good contingent of people at my high school, like, went to rehab in their early 20s and then, like, found their calling and, like, helping people and, and giving back and, and being one with nature and all this stuff. And I'm not, this isn't, like, an insult, but she, like, feels very much like someone who partied super hard and is now, like, I want to live off the land and, you know, be all this, you know, be this good person. Um, this is a lot to unpack here. We had people like that, but mostly they like found Jesus. Yeah, I th- well, that's implied. <laughs> okay. Um. So he's intense. He's like, babe, I'm dominating the evacu- evacuation. Uh, I feel like that's just because he's rich and he doesn't like understand consequences of things. But that's just me. <laughs> um. Okay. So here's Liam's matching post matching ish you know he just posted the rebel oh yeah yeah it's been a heartbreaking few days should i read this yes it's been a heart i can't do the accent for that sustained period of time it's been a heartbreaking few days this is what's left of my my house love many people in malibu and surrounding areas in california have lost their homes and also my heart goes out to everyone who was affected by these fires everyone Uh, by these fires i spent the day in malibu yesterday and it was amazing to see the community pulling together to help each other out in any way that they can malibu is a strong community and this event is only going to make it stronger thankful for all the great local guys that helped keep smaller fires out around my property i love you guys i love you malibu thank you to all the firefighters who blah blah all around california it's been a journey to rebuild stay strong to help donate visit the what the the website malibu, malibu. foundation and at hippie happy hippie foundation i don't i like i like feel i you know i i have a ton of sympathy for people who lost their homes and animals in these fires but it feels like this is the first bad thing that's ever happened to any of these people and so they're like we'll come together to get through this and like Clearly, these fires are a result of like climate change and like failure of like inst- like institutions to like combat that stuff. And now that it's like touched a rich neighborhood, they're like, well, Malibu strong. 
So an investigation team determined that electrical equipment associated associated with the Big Rock 16 kV circuit. Do you know what that is? No. Sounds like something you would know. Uh, owned and operated by Southern California Edison was the cause oh, of the yeah, yeah, fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they called it like a campfire because it was like on a campground or something. So the news referred to it as a campground fire for like a long time. And they're like, no, this is this is like the electrical company did this. Yes. Because of crumbling infrastructure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, sure, they're rich. We don't really know their trauma. So I'm not going to like shame them because losing your house. I, I had a fire in my property. I did not lose my house. Right. Just being that You lost close, your laptop, though. For sure. And I had to evacuate two animals. Being that close to fire and evacuating animals scary. is very traumatizing. I had really bad nightmares for a really long time. And to this day, like, I'm still very scared of fire. So just because they're rich doesn't mean they don't have trauma. Of course. Of course. It, it, just, it just feels like they are Columbusing the trauma a little bit. Sure. Where it's like this this is the first thing they they're like just you know, welcome to the party, pal. Like we're all really having a bad time here. So that was November, right? Twenty eighteen. Right. December December twenty sixth, twenty eighteen, Miley confirms that she and Liam had married three days earlier. Okay. Because she, he was so hot that leaving those animals that she's like, I gotta put a ring on this. Yeah. She was like way too wet. Jesus. <laughs> Why wasn't she there to put out the fires? She was making the fire. So the two are married uh, December 2018, and then less than a year later, in August, they announced their separation. Dude, make up your mind. 11 days after they announced their separation, Liam files for divorce. <laughs> Why even separate them? <laughs> Um, so I think this is sad. Miley got custody of all their pets. It's very sad when you have to dole up the pets. All right. So flowers. Back to flowers. The song of the week. So I think you were about to ask me something and I cut you off and yes, you, was you it about like, Bruno Mars? It was about Bruno Mars. Holy so. shit. <laughs> I, I hate that we've been doing this this long that I could be like, did you? And you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yes, I did. Yes! <laughs> so then tell us. Tell us about the Bruno Mars thing. Interpolation. So this is this is the good this is a good example of interpolation. Or this is an example of the good kind of interpolation. Because I think that their the story goes that their wedding song was the Bruno Mars song. I should have bought you flowers, or whatever the fucking lyrics that's on. Hand. And so she for the chorus of this new song took each of the lines of the chorus of this Bruno Mars song, which is called I Should Have Bought You Flowers, question mark. And When I Was Your Man. When I Was Your Man. And and wrote a response to it. I can buy myself fly flowers, I can hold my own hand, and and this is a uh a shot across the bow, not at Bruno Mars specifically, but about at the perception of her that Liam had through the Bruno Mars song, right? It's like a cool. It's I think this is pretty cool and artistic. <laughs> I, I I really like this and petty I like this is too. shit. And 
So yeah, so there's rumors that it was their wedding song. That makes a little less sense to me because it's like that's it's it's a breakup song. But it makes sense that maybe he would have sang this to her a lot. People have said it's one of his favorite songs. But it wasn't their wedding they, song. It's not confirmed that it's their wedding song. Oh okay. But they broke up so many times. Can't you just see him like always singing this to her? I can. I mean, it, the 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 connection is so strong between the two songs that there has to be a re like it's not like fuck liam and fuck bruno mars like <laughs> right. it's, there's got to be a connection between liam in this song of so in some variety whether it was their wedding song or w- one of their many engagement songs yeah and friends have confirmed that liam does love this song i mean who doesn't right. so right. i'm gonna fucking ruin it for you <laughs> so you said this is an a example of good interpolation. Now, yes. listeners have postured why it wasn't the When I Was Your Man songwriters given a nod in the writer's credits. And Billboard said, there are no obvious interpolations between Flowers and Your Man. There are no major sonic overlaps. Now, I don't think this is true, but I'm just an ignorant human being. So let's, can we listen to it? Yeah, we can listen to both songs. Let's okay. listen to them. Just a little bit bigger now Our song on the radio But it don't sound the same When our friends talk about you All it does is just tear me down Cause my heart breaks a little When I hear your name (laughs) So I I do hear the sonic resemblance Of the verse, right? Which is like, I can buy myself flowers, write my name in the sand, talk to myself for hours, see things you don't understand. My pride, my ego, my needs, and my selfish ways. So, so the Cor- the lyrics of the choruses are reflections of each other, but the melodies of the verses are the same. So, you talked about the lyrical comparisons. That's great. And then... Do we want to do a side-by-side? Because I just did it, like, kind of from memory. Sure. So, this is Flowers. So, do you, let's, let's, do, let's do a dramatic back and forth. You okay. want to be Bruno Mars and I'll be Miley? Sure. Same bed, but it feels just a little bit bigger now. Our song on the radio, but it don't sound the same. When our friends talk about you, all it does is just tear me down because my heart breaks a little when I hear your name. (laughs) We were good. We were gold. The kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right till we weren't. Built a home and watched it burn. Yeah. It all just sounds like, ooh, 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 mm, too young, too dumb to realize. I didn't want to leave you. I didn't want to lie. I started to cry, but then remembered I. That I should have bought you flowers and held your hand. I can buy myself flowers. I can hold my own hand. Should have gave you all my hours when I had the chance. Talk to myself for hours. Say things you don't understand. Take you to every party because all you wanted to do was dance. I can take myself dancing. 
and I can hold my own hand. Now my baby's dancing, but she's dancing with another man. I can love me better than you can. This is this is a, this is a fucking this goes hard. This this fucking song. <laughs> so all right, so we said that we built the home and we watched it burn. Mm-hmm. Miley told Howard Stern that the fire quote did what I couldn't do myself. It removed me from what was no longer serving its purpose. And then as you drown, you reach for that lifesaver and you want to save yourself. And I think that's really what ultimately getting married was for me. One last attempt to save myself. We were together since 16. Our house burned down. We had been like engaged. I don't know if we really ever thought we were actually going to get married. But when we lost our house. Oh, and speaking of houses, you also said that you were uh, heard about the house. Yes. So the house in the video. Yeah. Right. Tell me about that. So the rumor is, once again, I saw this on TikTok, so I don't fucking know. But the rumor is that Liam was philandering <laughs> with fourteen different women, like, and would like get like an Airbnb, and then she got that same Airbnb for the video, and that's the house that she's walking, like, walking around in and at the pool at and working out at. And so it's like, not only, you know, am I much better, you know, I will survive or whatever, but like, I'm going to do a video at the house that you cheated on me with. Yes, that is the rumor. That is unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. It's <laughs> it's a good fucking rumor. Print the legend, man. <laughs> yeah. There's a few more rumors about the video that we should address. Another okay. claim that is circulating is that Miley wore the same suit that Liam wore to the April 2019 Avengers Endgame premiere. I saw that or like the or the suit that uh Jennifer Lawrence was in or the something. Gold dress that she wore to the Hunger Games premiere, I think. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like a uh a parade of his indiscretions or whatever. So at the Endgame red carpet the I'm gonna show you the video, but they're like okay. Miley over here, this, that, the other, and then she's like goofing off, and he tells her, "Can you just behave for once?" Yes, that well, so maybe right. This is the this is the lip reading of it. The lip read. I'll right. show it to you. So at the Avengers Endgame world premiere, they're on the red carpet. So they're like, "Give him a kiss, Miley," and then she, she like, pretends, to, pretends lick to lick him. him. And, and then, then it, it looks like it's the, he says, can you behave for once? And I just want to say in a, something about that because I read a different interview with Miley, nothing about this. Um, it was probably before this even happened. Right. And it was Billboard was interviewing her and talking about like her dead pets face and her, her like. Um, the dead, dead pets was the Wayne Coyne project, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. when she just, like, really popularized sticking out her tongue? Yes. That was a big thing. So she said, like, that all started because when I'm on the red carpet, like, people are always like, Miley, blow me a kiss, blow me a kiss. And, like, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to blow someone a fucking kiss. So I just stuck out my tongue. And then it, right. like, went viral and became this huge became thing. A, became her thing. So they say, Miley, give him a kiss. And she, like, licks him. And then, you know, he doesn't seem amused. Um, I watched all two minutes of this, and it is just brutal how the paparazzi is like, over here, over here, do this, do that. I mean, that's not that's an old story, but I was just like, wow, I can't even watch this for two minutes. And 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 she's been experiencing this since she was a, like a, 
a child. Child, child. Which we'll talk about like in another episode. But um, here's just another clip from the same red carpet scene where um, she kind of like, this was after the can you behave, she kind of like pushes him away. Yeah. Well, she doesn't look happy. kind of brushes it off with a smile so it looks like he goes to like pickle her or something and she like shoves him off which you know can be interpreted in many different ways especially between like a husband and a wife there's all there can be like this like "Eh, get off me like like uh it could be playful or him being like annoying to cheer her up but he also grabbed her stomach which in the exact spot that i fucking hate when people touch my stomach Sure. And and this is what I was going to say, too, is like now that we understand, like at the time, it's it's would potentially be easy to brush that off. And now that we know that, like, they're kind of in the last stage of their relationship, we can f- go back and forensically look at basically everything and be like, Ooh, kind of fucked up, man. Yeah. It but look be- at it. Look at the lapels on his suit. Like half tuxedo lapels. So they're shiny kind of in the lower half. And like velvety on the upper half, so it's and like, like kind of small, kind of kind of thin. Um, but the uh, you know the 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 um, they are if you're doing a deep forensic analysis, something that you it's not standard, right? You would either get all suit lapels, which is like that match the fabric of the rest of the jacket. Or all tuxedo lapels, either velvet or satin. But you would have to specifically ask for half upper half velvet, bottom half satin tuxedo lapels. That's like not a thing that normally happens. And what did the suit look like that she had on in the video? I don't know. Let's take a fucking look, Lindsay. So I'm trying to find a good... Like I want to see the lapels, man. Mm -hmm. You'll see. Show me the lapels, man. <laughs> oh. There we go. There we go. Spotlight. Hang on. Those are huge. They're very big lapels. And they're definitely not they're not satin. different. Uh, they are different. They're different from Liam's. They're very different from Liam's. Yeah, yeah. Th- this looks like a standard suit jacket. Correct. It's just so, a fucking suit jacket, guys. That's my well, Oh, the, the Swifties are, ga- are collectively gasping. <laughs> You mean the song isn't three minutes and 21 seconds, like a countdown to their breakup? Three, two, one, breakup? <laughs> but also, if you want to, like, be nuts about it, you could go back and look for, like, I'm sure that Liam wore a normal-ass black one time. suit jacket sometimes. That could have been his actual suit jacket. Maybe he yeah. got married in that. Right. That, could, <laughs> that That's the rumor that we should start. That's the suit that he got married in. Yeah. No shirt. Not something that you can actually discredit with right. video footage. <laughs> the internet, man. Maybe it was a mistake. <laughs> so, all right. Let's talk about the gold dress really quickly and watch this clip of Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. So, the rumor is that she's, uh, I mentioned this, wearing the gold dress or a similar gold dress in the kind of middle part of the video in her like glorious Swanson old Hollywood look. And it's the same dress that Jennifer Lawrence wore 
on some fucking red carpet for Hunger Games, and that leads everyone to know that Liam fucking cheated on Miley with Jennifer Lawrence. All right, so let's watch this clip. Okay, here we go. Jennifer Lawrence reveals she's kissed Liam Hemsworth off screen. Liam's real hot. Thanks, Jennifer. The Joy actress was a guest on Monday's Watch What Happens Live, and during a cheeky game of Plead the Fifth, she revealed she's smooched her Hunger Games co-star. Have you two ever kissed when the cameras weren't rolling? Just say rehearsal. Liam and I grew up together. Liam's real hot. What would you have done? (laughs) Yes. I would say yes. Yeah. I'd pick Gail over PETA any day. I did. Yes. Okay. <laughs> At one point. <laughs> well done. But Liam There's wasn't the, dress. the only There's guy the dress. they discussed. So Jennifer what? It's not the same dress. But it's very what? similar. It is similar. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to have to edit around this. But there's going to be like a bleep, listeners. <laughs> and the, there is a rumor going around <laughs> the Hollywood industry that Jennifer Lawrence smells bad. But she just like smells really bad. Unconfirmed. Unconf. Well, I think Liam confirmed it. Confirmed by. That's my second. That's my. That's the second source. Independent. Who <laughs> <Ooh>, boy. <laughs> but she so, yeah. seems kind of like a dick. Like, like I don't know what what her what what Liam and Miley's relationship was at the time of this interview with Andy Cohen, but like. If they're, like, together and she's saying that on TV, like, that's kind of fucked up, man. Yeah, and when we looked up when The Hunger Games came out. Mm-hmm. Which is 2012. So they were together. So, like, it's kind of implied that, like, they were probably doing this. Yes, and, like, she said, like, Liam and I grew up together. But, like, it doesn't even matter, like, when it happened per se, right? When the kiss happened. Like, if they are together at the time of this recording yeah. this taping like that's a weird thing to do yeah to, like, like marking someone... your someone else's man kind of right that like and like <laughs> i'm not i'm not like my mic's broken <laughs> i'm not like uh territory i don't think it's like it's it's like that's like weird and territorial but it's just like still a fucked up thing to say on television like why do you you don't have to do that you don't have to kiss and tell you don't who the why the fuck do you need to tell andy cohen you're not a big enough star you you're like like you like this is like a tabloid thing right like she wants to be in the tabloids next to liam and miley the next day and like does she not have enough clout that she's jennifer fucking lawrence she has two oscars at this point but she needs to be like "Mm, i kissed i kissed my friend's husband she did fall down that one time or two times (laughs) delightful I'm not a Jennifer um, Lawrence hater. I just like I think that that's like a weird thing to do on TV. That was weird, and who knows if Jennifer Lawrence know. is delightful or terrible? Who knows? <laughs> um. So back to Miley. A source told people that she's healthiest and happiest she's been in a long time after the breakup. Yeah, and everyone was blaming her for the divorce and calling her this wild child, but that wasn't fair. Their relationship and marriage was toxic, and she was heartbroken. Yeah, and I think that's some, like, residual bangers energy, which she's, like, still trying to live down, I guess. Like, twerking and doing doing all kinds of weird shit. Um, but once What's again... Twerking? 
nothing well there's a little bit of cultural appropriation but other than that nothing um yeah but like in 2013 we were all or whenever it fucking took place 2000 i don't remember um i see also our robin thick episode where i can't Mm -hmm. remember when this happened but um you know we turned her into like the whore of babylon for a good six months like we do with all our young child women stars there's a there's a I don't know if you are going out on anything in particular, but there's like a really deeply fucked up onion video of of like talking about Miley like before she like while she's still a kid star, like talking about her, you know, becoming a, a whore essentially. Oh, let's watch that right now. So this is an onion video from two thousand and nine. Sources warn Miley Cyrus will be depleted by 2013. This week, the New York Times will run the first in a six-part series examining America's overuse of Hannah Montana star Miley Cyrus. Most experts now agree that at current usage levels, Miley Cyrus will be drained dry of entertainment value by 2013. Joining us now is Miley researcher Dr. Justin Canty from the Institute for Sustainable Cyrus Use. Doctor, you say this is the worst entertainment crisis humanity has ever faced? Absolutely. Miley is a potent entertainment resource, but we are overusing her at unprecedented levels. Uh, She's on television, Mm -hmm. albums, toys, clothing. She has a sold-out live concert series. If we don't act now, the down-to-earth Miley, who likes text messaging with her friends and playing guitar in her bedroom, will be wiped off the earth forever. You point to the examples of Lindsay Lohan, uh, Britney Spears, the Olsen twins. Well, they were uh, bountiful entertainment resources that our overconsumption reduced to smoldering remnants. But we are burning through Miley at a far more aggressive rate. Then what is the timeline here? Typically, a teenage star can have profits drilled from her for approximately six years before dropping down to issue two wild levels. Miley was discovered only three years ago, and already there's pregnancy rumors, the photo scandal. However, though, Disney says it has plans to pump songs and shows out of Miley for at least another three to five years before discarding what's left of her. She won't last that long. Within two years, she'll be little more than a withered, desiccated husk incapable of causing anyone any amusement at all so what are the consequences if we don't cut back on our miley use as miley entertainment becomes more and more scarce the millions of families across the world that have grown dependent on it will begin to fight for it or hoard it society as we know it will fail to function governments will collapse humanity will be reduced to roving tribes of barbarians uh, constantly searching and fighting and scouring the landscape for the last remaining hannah montana fashion doll or the best of both worlds CD. Uh, incidentally, that, that is the future that's depicted on the cover of my new book. A bleak prospect. Dr. Justin Canty of the Institute for Sustainable Cyrus Use. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Coming up, an earthquake wiped out Etchisketchistan today. So, so, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, weirdly, I don't think that this has aged super poorly because this is what happened, right? This is what happened to her. And they say, like, this is what the child star industrial complex did to all of these other people i think that they're exactly right let's hear from miley unfortunately this is on joe rogan oh good <laughs> mean to me at an airport once 
I was actually happy to talk to you today because I didn't get to do therapy today because I would be with you, but it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> and I was talking to him and I said, you know, sometimes it scares me that I'm too tough and, and I feel like I'm not jaded and I'm not cold, but I feel too tough. And he goes, well, I'm proud of that because life is tough. And it's not to get hard. Well, what I, do you mean by that? What do you mean by you feel like you I don't f- like that you're too tough? Kind of I feel that I worry sometimes that I can get over things easily i don't fall to the floor and crawl up in a ball the way that i used to and i think that's a part of me growing up like when you know i recently just went through a very public divorce that fucking sucked what really sucked about it wasn't the fact that me and someone that i loved realized that we don't love each other the way that we used to anymore that's okay i can accept that i can't accept the villainizing and the um just all those stories that like it's just amazing to me that the public kind of thinks that there's no gap of time that they didn't see that could possibly be what led to this. Like, it's not one day you were happy on the carpet and the next day you were making out with your friend in Italy. What the fuck? Well, there was a lot of time in between that that you didn't see. And this kind of goes back to the thing I was saying about People Magazine when she was 16, right? Mm -hmm. Is like, the answer should be who fucking cares? And it wasn't. And we created the Miley Cyrus Industrial Complex. And now the public feels entitled to know her inner thoughts and feelings and to connect these bizarre dots in ways that might not be correct because we are like in you know parasocially invested in the narrative of her relationship right her sister brandy went on sorry for she's a sister oh my god she has so many siblings i knew that she had a brother she has noah brandy there's so many of them and that was like when I was like, this is too deep. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she's got a sister. Her sister's name is Brandy because, of course, it is. So her sister, Brandy, went on your favorite things podcast and kind of replied to all of these rumors and just basically said, you know what? Miley's the only one that knows. I think it's brilliant and it makes her look like a genius and there's no such thing as bad PR. So whatever. We're talking about the song specifically is what makes her. About, uh, yeah, or like putting all those alleged Easter eggs in. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I mean, it's like a page out of Taylor's book. So, yep. We're never going to know. And uh, so, yep. Doesn't really matter, except for the fact that it's our job to analyze lyrics. These lyrics are analyzable <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, what are we going out on today? I thought it was going to be the fucking Onion article. No, today we're going out on another song from Endless Summer Vacation called Muddy Feet. Muddy Feet. And the lyrics he shoved the like... hose up a pig's ass. He's got muddy feet. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And you smell like perfume that I didn't purchase. Now I know why you've been closing the curtains. Get the fuck out of my house. Coming around with your muddy feet. Oh, shit. Mud- he means, she means muddy dick. <laughs> so where can people find us on the internet? Find us on the internet at lyricsforlunch.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lyrics for Lunch. We'll have a TikTok one day. And for longer and weirder stuff, send us an email at lyricsforlunch at gmail.com. Give us a rate and review wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, your teachers, your ex husband who cheated on you. Send us some song recommendations. We're running yeah. out of blogs. What song do you want to hear? We're not actually running out of (laughs) space. 
And uh, tune in next week when we do this all over again with, uh, weirdly, a similar story from 50 years earlier. And until then, I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm Lindsay Chucker. Saying, Get the fuck out of my house! I'm about to do somebody. Back and forth. Always questioning my question. Get the fuck out of my head with that shit. Get the fuck out of my bed with that shit.